Faith, Hope and Love, episode 390, the 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year C. God's Word is always new and fresh. The Lord is the beginning and the ending of everything. And rather fittingly for the month of Holy Souls, the readings tell us about the hope of the resurrection. In the face of death, we search and listen. And we hear silence, as all people do, believers and non-believers. But I truly believe that the quality of that silence is very, very different. For those who listen with faith and hope, it is not an empty silence that we hear when confronted with mortality. It's like the silence just before someone's about to reply, just before someone's about to answer, but extended without defined time limit for that reply. Like the words of a poem I'm about to read, it's a silence filled with the power of God's promise. It's a silence bursting with God's eternal yes to life and to us. It is, therefore, as one might say, a pregnant pause. This is the poem. It says something that mere explanation can never capture. From the voiceless lips of the unreplying dead, there comes no word. But in the night of death, Hope sees a star, and listening love can hear the rustle of a wing. To me, that poem sums up the hope we have in our God. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Let my prayer come into your presence. Incline your ear to my cry for help, O Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. May God's kindness and grace be to you all on this 32nd Sunday of Ordinary Time in Year C. We gather to ponder with reverence God's word. As we prepare to celebrate the great sacrament of God's love, let's pause, recall our sins, and trust in God's infinite mercy. You raise the dead to life in the Spirit. Lord, have mercy. You bring pardon and peace to the sinner. Christ, have mercy. You bring light to those in darkness. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good. Oh,
Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, graciously keep from us all adversity, so that unhindered in mind and body alike, we may pursue in freedom of heart the things that are yours. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the second book of Maccabees. It happened that seven brothers and their mother were arrested and were being compelled by King Antiochus under torture with whips and thongs to partake of unlawful swine's flesh. One of the brothers, speaking for all, said, What do you intend to ask and learn from us? For we are ready to die, rather than transgress the laws of our ancestors. After the first brother had died, they brought forward the second for their sport, and when he was at his last breath, he said to King, You accursed wretch, you dismiss us from this present life, but the King of the universe will raise us up to an everlasting renewal of life, because we have died for his laws. After him, the third was the victim of their sport. When it was demanded, he quickly put out his tongue and courageously stretched forth his hands and said nobly, I got these from heaven, and because of God's laws I disdain them, and from God I hope to get them back again. As a result, the king himself and those with him were astonished at the young man's spirit, for he regarded his sufferings as nothing. After the third brother too had died, they maltreated and tortured the fourth in the same way. When he was near death, he said to his torturers, One cannot but choose to die at the hands of humans and to cherish the hope God gives of being raised by him. But for you, there will be no resurrection to life. The Word of the Lord
Lord, when your glory appears, my joy will be full. Lord, hear a cause that is just, pay heed to my cry. Turn your ear to my prayer, no deceit is on my lips. I kept my feet firmly in your palms, there was no faltering in my steps. I am here and I call, you will hear me, O God. Turn your ear to me, hear my words. Guard me as the apple of your eye, hide me in the shadow of your wings. As for me, in my justice I shall see your face and be filled when I awake with the sight of your glory. Lord, when your glory appears, my joy will be full. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. Brothers and sisters, May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and through grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope, comfort your hearts and strengthen them in every good work and word. Brothers and sisters, pray for us, so that the word of the Lord may spread rapidly and be glorified everywhere, just as it is among you, and that we may be rescued from wicked and evil people, for not all have faith. But the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. And we have confidence in the Lord concerning you, that you are doing and will go on doing the things that we command. May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Jesus Christ is the firstborn of the dead. To him be glory and dominion for ever and ever. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Some Sadducees, those who say there is no resurrection, came to Jesus and asked him a question. Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, leaving a wife but no children, the man shall marry the widow and raise up children for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first married and died childless, then the second, and the third married her, and so in the same way all seven died childless. Finally, the woman also died. In the resurrection, therefore, whose wife will the woman be? 
for the seven had married her. Jesus said to them, The children of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy of a place in that age and in the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. Indeed, they cannot die any more, because they are like angels and are sons and daughters of God, being children of the resurrection. And the fact that the dead are raised, Moses himself showed in the story about the bush, where he speaks of the Lord as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now he is God not of the dead, but of the living, for to him all of them are alive. The Gospel of the Lord The readings this weekend are timely for this month of November, which is traditionally in the Catholic Church the time of prayer for holy souls, those who've gone before us into eternal life. Also, as the year starts winding down and the church year ends in a couple of weeks, the readings start to look to the end of all things and the promise of what is to come after that. We're constantly brought back to the fact that God is faithful. God keeps his promises to us. God has already promised that each one of us is absolutely precious in God's eyes and that God does not ever cease to care for us. The life of every person has eternal value, even beyond what we see in this life. Our life continues on into the life of God's heavenly kingdom. The tensions, tragedies, injustices and suffering of this life all eventually give way to God's faithfulness to all his beloved children, who are his deeply cherished sons and daughters. We are, and we always will be, God's beloved children, all through this life and into the next forever. God has promised us this. Especially this month, our prayers are with those who have gone before us into eternal life. We believe that one day we will all be brought together again in God's heavenly kingdom of life, peace and joy. Our Christian faith does not gloss over death or its enormous impact. In fact, the cross of Christ is very stark, it's shocking and it's central to our faith. The crucifixion of Christ is an unflinching sign of the suffering and tragedy in so many people's lives. The cross is unable to be watered down and cannot be gotten around. We believe that the cross of Christ is a powerful living sign of God's absolute commitment to us. God is united in full with us and has committed himself so absolutely to us, to our condition, to both our joys and our sorrows, our triumphs as well as our suffering. Jesus reveals to us God made human. He is the one who stays in there with us right to the end, through the best and the absolute worst that life throws up at us. And our Lord suffered and died and rose again for the salvation of all people. We note with significance that Christ suffered and died not only for the good and the worthy, but also for all his beloved children, and particularly those considered by the standards of this world to be unworthy, especially those labelled by some as worthless. Our Lord not only endured death to save us, but he suffered the worst kind of death, 
And the reason he went through all of this is because he loves us. He threw in his lot permanently with us. And he rose up to defeat the power of sin and death. The first reading shows a grave injustice being done to a group of people who simply want to be faithful to the Lord. What is happening to them is cruel and it is wrong. They continue to hold on to what is right, even in the face of the most brutal and inhuman treatment. They trust that God will not abandon them, and their trust is well placed. This immediately brings to mind people of every time and place who have suffered every kind of unspeakable wrong, and whose dignity and sanctity of life has been completely ignored. Jesus shows us that God sees this and will not overlook these ones who have suffered injustice and wrongdoing. God comes and suffers with and in these people to show us that God will comfort these. They are not forgotten, even if they are nameless and unknown to others. God demands that all people be given the dignity that has been given to them by his own love, and that what we do to these little ones we are doing to God himself, and he will not forget it or abide it. It's also important that this unity with God that he has with us, his beloved children, means that God calls for an end to all mistreatment, to any disrespect and violence, here and now, in this life. And if this urgent call is not respected, God will most certainly restore it in the next. But our Lord's example reminds us that it's not good enough for those doing wrong to let it wait to be corrected until the next life. This call from God is for now, for all. The beauty of this message is that God wants justice to be done, assistance to those in need, and to occur now, in this life. God does not want people saying, oh don't worry, God will make it all right in the next life, so we'll leave things as they are down here on earth, and God can sort it out in the next life. No, a thousand times no. God has the last say, that is true. But God wants us to act justly, compassionately, and mercifully, without violence, here and now. And only if justice simply cannot be attained, despite every effort in this life, then God will ensure it's done in the next. But God and his children demand and work without ceasing for that justice in this life. Our Lord promises us that God will never give up on us, never abandon us. Even if at times we feel like we're abandoned, God is still there with us, always. I say thank goodness that our Lord Jesus called out when he was on the cross, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Those words are important for every generation. In Jesus' own life and death and resurrection, he amplifies and gives voice to all people throughout history who have suffered alone, who've called out, feeling utterly abandoned by others, and can't even feel the presence of God's support. But God knows their name. God sees their suffering, and God never forgets them. And just as importantly, God wants us to see them and not forget them as well. The Gospel of Christ, as preached and lived by our Lord, assures us that even the most unknown and unremarked suffering or injustice done to the most invisible persons in society, God cares about that and what happens to them and has not abandoned them 
even if they don't feel God's reassurance in the midst of this suffering, God is still there with them. When we run to God with all the fears and disasters that befall us, including when we're bereaved by loss or suffering, we ask God for answers. And although we don't hear a physical voice replying to us, except the voice of scriptures, except in the voices and responses of those filled with God's love who offer that hand of God in a real and practical way, nevertheless I truly believe that the silence we get when we call out to God is not an empty silence, but rather one filled with promise, like the kind of silence you hear straight after asking an urgent request of someone and in the seconds of silence just before you get a reply, a positive reply. But in our experience in life, with no set time limit for that response, a pregnant pause, where the reply will certainly be, I will raise you up. I will bring life out of all death. And this promise is not just for the next life, but also God is constantly at work striving to bring resurrection and new life to all abrupt endings and failures, big and small. Our Lord promises us that he is truly the God of the living, for to God, as Jesus said in the Gospel, all are alive. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ his only Son our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Aware of our call to live our lives fully in the hope of the resurrection, we pray with renewed confidence, knowing we're not alone in our prayer. For the Pope, the bishops and the whole Church, that we may be true to the faith we have received. We pray to the Lord. For political leaders, that they will show concern for those in need and will recognise Jesus in the most abandoned. We pray to the Lord. For the sick and those who care for them, that they may find understanding and help from generous friends and community groups. We pray to the Lord. For this community gathered here, that we may always value the Mass 
in which we are united in the communion of saints. We pray to the Lord. For brothers and sisters who have died, that they may enter into eternal life, especially those for whom we now pray. We pray to the Lord. God our Redeemer, we ask you to hear and answer these petitions that we place before you, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Look with favour, we pray, O Lord, upon the sacrificial gifts offered here, that celebrating in mystery the passion of your Son, we may honour it with loving devotion. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Preface 2 of Sundays in Ordinary Time The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For out of compassion for the waywardness that is ours, he humbled himself and was born of the Virgin. By the passion of the cross he freed us from unending death, and by rising from the dead he gave us life eternal. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts. Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dew fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, 
Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection, until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one, by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistants, Ken and Tim, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection. And all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen.
The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May the mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy, be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. Fresh and green are the pastures where he gives me repose. Near restful waters he leads me. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already here, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Nourished by this sacred gift, O Lord, we give you thanks and beseech your mercy, that by the pouring forth of your Spirit, the grace of integrity may endure in those your heavenly power has entered. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. I give thanks to God for your prayer and this time of reflection upon God's love. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, the NCC USA. Psalms, 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray, by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin, by Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love, Theme Hymn, in memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stefan Kelp, 2019. Quiet Time Instrumental Reflection Music, written by Paul W. Kelly, 1988-2007, and this arrangement, Stephen Kelp, 2020. Today I Arise, Patricia J. Kelly, original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelp, 2019. Production by KER 2022. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise with love from on high, the name of the three in one. Today I arise through heavenly eyes, your grace to God and guide. Today it begins with strength from within, this day.